Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball Surprise episode on a Saturday morning because the Rockies traded one of the best players in the game. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Thank you very much for joining us today. My name is Jimmy. I'm coming to you from my house, so I don't have a proper microphone, and I apologize off the bat for that. If it sounds awful, we got Trevor, California, donning his Cardinals jersey, and Jake wearing a Jake Sucks hat with producer Bug Bug Dude in the corner. A little surprise episode because the trade that was rumored all of yesterday came to fruition last night. The St. Louis Cardinals are grabbing Nolan Arenado from the Rockies, saying, let's get him the hell out of there. The Rockies are paying the Cardinals $50 million to take him off their hands, and they're also getting a bunch of prospects that have no real hype behind them. Just a salary dump. We've seen this in the sport. A-Rod didn't go – or not A-Rod, um, Stanton – like when the Yankees traded for Stan, they just grabbed all the money and they gave them Starlin Castro and a couple guys that no one truly cared about at all. It's just these big contracts. It's it's fun. It's unfun. There's a a ton of different avenues around it. Trev, you surprised by this? I mean, no and yes. Like it's been rumored for a long time. That's part of the reason that it ended up happening is because there's been trade rumors. Uh, with Arenado, mind you, he signed his eight-year, $280 million contract just two years ago. And here we are. You know, Obviously, there's an opt-out. There's a lot of things to unpack about this. But you know, as soon as uh, our boy Jay Flair put those uh, – what did he put? The googly eyes? What did he put? He, he tweeted out something. I texted him right away, and I said, what is going on? Is it Arenado? He wouldn't confirm nor deny, and at that point, I knew it was happening at some point. If you're not if you're not denying at that point, you're all in, man. Uh, a tale of two cities. Uh, I'm gonna do a reading from the book. I didn't even bring my laptop in, which I'm partially regretting and want to get that out there. Uh, didn't even think about it. It was weird. I showed up and I was like, "Huh, I would definitely use that." Uh, but it's also partially because. Man, I mean, a, a huge win for the St. Louis Cardinals. You know, we've recently been the Central, NL Central. Everyone was lost in free agency, and then that number came out that only $4 million had been spent in the NL Central, and now the Cardinals make their power move. I mean, they get a Hall of Fame-type baseball player in his prime for a Austin Gomer, who had a nice year last year, but he's a guy and a couple of Trev slapdicks. And, man, uh, for the Colorado Rockies, I'm you guys know I've got juice in Colorado. Uh, I got my Rockies purple on today. And, uh, you know, the Rockies tweets I was seeing was, this is the lowest moment in franchise history, which, hey, it's an abbreviated franchise, but, you know, there is a way to spin that. And, man, just how quickly it can turn, you know. 2018, they're 91 and 71. They go to a one game playoff with the Los Angeles Dodgers to win the NL West. And now we're here and we're going to talk about what's next a little bit. And I, I think we're going to really poo poo on these Rockies hard. But 
I think we do the happy stuff first. The the St. Louis Cardinals get a stud in there. Oh, Jimmy wants to go the other way oh, with it. No. Yeah, let's get it's mean. Just, fucked up. Yeah. To Gomber. Austin yeah, yeah, Gomber, I agree. Rude. To trade that kid, makes his debut, has a good season, and trade him to the Rockies is maybe the rudest thing. Ruder than what the Rockies did to their franchise is what the Cardinals did to Austin Gomer, and I'm mad about it. Don't trade pitchers to Colorado. That's a personal insult and a career ruiner and fucked up move. Don't trade young pitchers to Colorado. I honestly think it's just a mean thing to do. So I feel terrible for Austin Gomer. That sucks. Tough. Yeah, and I I don't want to talk poorly about that guy. Like, it shouldn't be like a a ricochet shot going at him. Like it's not his fault. He got traded for Nolan Arenado. Look, this guy could be a really serviceable, good big leaguer. And here we are just being like, Oh, all they got was him. It's not his fault. No, no as you I'm guys, sympathetic uh, for him. I think, yeah, I know you, I know you are, but I just want to make sure people don't go bash this kid. He didn't do any of this, you know, like let him go shine. Hopefully he does well in Colorado and, you know, finds a home. Maybe his curveball works and nobody else's does ever in Colorado. I don't know. Man. I'm trying to be positive here. Man. Hey, yeah. what's positive is that the NL Central collectively had spent $4 million this offseason, which was just like so crazy and bizarre. The division seemed like a like a, like a pinata up for grabs, but like it bursts open and it's just shit filling up all, everywhere. It just seemed like a terrible division. Now the Cardinals go spend a ton of money. Obviously, this is a trade, not a free agent signing, but it's basically – they're spending the money's the thing here. They're spending a ton of money to bring this dude in, and the Cardinals are going for it, which is awesome. We have a team. I think this makes them the clear-cut favorite yes. in the NL Central. Of one because they get the best third baseman going, and two because they're like, "Hey, we'll try to win." And if they just continue this, we'll try to win. They might be the only team doing that. So, I mean, if you're a Cardinals fan, you're ecstatic. It's awesome, man. St. Louis, enjoy it. Jack Flaherty, our boy, is. And uh, I can't I can't imagine. I mean, just from a winning standpoint and, you know, having that guy at third base, like that's some big wins for Jack right there. Um, and it was funny, I mean, seeing Jack's reaction as a, you know, friend of the pod now. Man, you we, we sometimes forget, like, Jack Flaherty, you know, baseball, nothing's promised. He's a young dude in his prime who's dropping dick, and he just... He just had his baseball window open. Like, you know, picture, uh, you know, some of the young guys who are on the Cubs and are like, you're training away our guys right now? Like, I'm in I'm in my prime. Like, what's going on? Uh, for the Cardinals, it's huge. I mean, him and Goldschmidt are two of my favorites at the corners and, uh, I mean, two of the guys that are just so solid doing it. And, uh, yeah, I think the first thing I, I want to – myth I want to bust was – you know, talking about this trade, I, I think Trev and I have been pretty much in lockstep. Jim, I think you're on the same wavelength, but the money part here is comical. Um, you know, I know it, it ties into the owners, but th- they're trading $50 million and a Hall of Fame third baseman to the St. Louis Cardinals. And people were, you know, people were commenting on my tweets and they were saying, you know, this happens. It happens with Stanton. It happened with Cano. Cano hey, was... Rob. 
Cano was 36 years old going into that Mets season when, when they traded money with him. Arenado's contract will be up before he's 36 years old. Giancarlo Stanton's contract had the potential to turn into one of the worst in baseball. It was a, it was a long, big one with a guy with injury history. Um, you know, there was some also funny business there going back to the Marlins, getting the new stadium and everything, blah, blah, blah. This isn't that. If Nolan Arenado was in this free agent class, I, I think he would have gotten, even with where money's at in baseball, I think he would have got close to that six for 199 that was remaining on his contract. It's, uh, it, it's a disaster. He would have been the top free agent position player easily. Uh, you know, he's, he's two years younger than Springer. I think he plays a slightly more valuable position at a world-class level. And it's, uh, I, I mean... Potentially the lowest moment in Rockies history. I'll I'll say that line a few times. It's very similar to the A Rod, right? A Rod was twenty seven when the Rangers traded him to the Yankees. Yeah, they all, the the Rangers also sent cash to the Yankees. They sent back Alfonso Soriano and a player to be named later, and that was it. Isn't it very similar to that? Well, they got Alfonso Soriano, who let's not forget. You know, he was a pretty special baseball player in his own right, and that A Rod contract at the time was viewed as an albatross. It was it was viewed that A Rod's contract was killing the Texas Rangers. <laughs> Nobody was saying that about Nolan Arenado. Plus, Alfonso Soriano, I, a little Yankees bias, but a special player in a unique way. Yeah, but I mean, it's more. I just think that's a little different because now you want to grab bag of players instead of one dude. It's just the way GMs, but it, it, it's similar enough to compare them. It's in the, it's in the arena. You know, yeah. This A-Rod is like in his prime to, to me, this is a win, win, win for the Cardinals. There's, there's nothing, there's no risk involved in this. Like what is your risk that he's going to opt out after one season? If he does that, then you paid $25 million to go win the NL Central, get into the playoffs and see what happens. That's a win. If he doesn't opt out, you get him again for the next year at $25 million. That's a win. And if he stays with you, like again, a guy of this caliber, you're fine with paying that money to. And Trev, I like think they, I think they're pushing that opt out back a year. There's some weird stuff going oh, he on. He added one. He, he added, added one. right, right, he right. right. He has he had the no trade clause. Gives him leverage. He could have done whatever he wanted. He said, okay, you know what? After this next season, we have the CBA. It could get ugly. I'm probably not going to opt out. Right. Let me add one more when situation's clear for everybody. Even at that point, though, yeah. If he likes it in St. Louis, and he's getting paid his whatever 30 he's getting he's getting the 30 whatever he's promised it's just that the cardinals are only going to have to fork out 25 because the rockies will be paying the rest of it so for him like is he going to get that deal again in a, in a post um pandemic world i don't know and i don't think so i think he's going to be a cardinal the length of this contract and i think he's going to love it there because they love him and the fans are going to love this guy as they should He's it's in a, a win-win. well. It's a fantastic position for him. He's got the no trade and two opt outs. If the market changes, if it doesn't, I mean, did no he retain his full no trade clause too? That was I was trying to find that and I could not find it. It, it seemed wishy washy so. if he was going to retain it or not. I think he was. I think he was getting everything. He was getting all he's the opt outs. All the power right now, man. He he's got so much the power. power. It's yeah. Awesome. Which is pretty cool for for the Cardinals. I think Carpenter. What I don't know where Carpenter's going to go. He was kind of at third base, and then um, Edmund will probably move to second base. Edmund goes to second base. I mean, they're 
pretty easy figure it out. Yeah, Carp- Carpenter's the only guy who's kind of on the island right now. And hey, you know, if the DH gets dropped the day before opening day, you kind of have a solution because his defense at third base has been in decline. You know, they were trying to get him over to first base, and then they got that Goldschmidt guy, so that kind of took priority. Um, so yeah, that he right now is kind of the the floater. Which hey, you know, in in the National League, you can make that work either either way. And I'm sure injuries and blah blah blah, everything else. Uh, I mean, if you're the Cardinals, it's it's 11 out of 10. If you're, I just talked about Jack Flaherty's excitement. We're a fan pod, and man, if you're a Cardinals fan, like you're in it. You're the you're the favorite in the Central now. You're you know you're probably going to the dance. And if you've got Jack Flaherty right for the playoffs, if you've got Wayno, uh, I mean, just snapping curveballs. If if you've got Kim doing it, like you know or. I want them to see, and it's tough, maybe it's a trade deadline thing, and they've got some young guys. Let's see what they turn into. You would like to see that one lefty bat to pair with Goldschmidt and Arenado. Um, you know, they've got the switch hitters with Edmund, uh, Fowler. Uh, so we'll we'll see what they turn into uh, in my head, and I like those kind of, you know, me and Jimmy dream of that old, old Yankees lineups that had that crazy balance up and down, lefty-righty switch. Um, man, if... if you know, and it could just be a trade deadline hitter. It doesn't have to be a big piece. It could just be a threat. Um, so, man, I I love it. I love it. A baseball team going for it that hasn't been the story of this offseason so far. Yeah, and unlike the NL East or the NL West where you have, like, such competition, this move alone and bringing Wayno back kind of makes them the front runner easily. And they can – they they have the freedom to kind of just – play out the first half of the season, assess it at the deadline, and then sprinkle in what they need to compete in the playoffs. You know, you know where other yeah. teams are like, have to build their team for those first three months? The Cardinals should be, they're sitting pretty. So all the other team, all the other teams in the NL Central are not trying to win. They're just not. The Cubs did sign Jock. I mean, that's like they're something. an interesting case for me. I, yeah, I don't understand the direction of the Cubs whatsoever. It seems to me like they're they've already shot Bryant. So, like, if they go out and give him to the Braves or whoever they're going to give him to, possibly the Dodgers, I mean, I don't know. But I just don't think they're putting that, like, winning, like, we want to win vibe out there, you know. So, I think right now it's it's the Cardinals and everybody else. And I think it was really funny last night. Our boy, Foolish, at Foolish Baseball, he, he tweeted out, it's like the other teams didn't even know they could trade for Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. The Cardinals just happened to ask first. And like it's true, like they just get these guys without giving up much, taking on some salary, sure, but two of the best to ever do it at their respective positions, man. The Cubs can be good. I mean, their lineup is like, hey, you got Hap, Rizzo, Bryant, Contreras, Jock, Javi. Like that, that can very well be a good lineup. And just the direction of the front office isn't screaming, we're going to try to win, yeah. where I think now the Cardinals aren't saying that, which is the difference. And so, it's, like, the vibes are a little better. It's where where are they going to get enough pitching to. I mean, it's Hendricks. Yeah. They got Davies from the Darvish trade, who's a, a guy. Um, and then their three starter is your boy Alec Mills right now. Alec Jim. Mills, so, you say, don't forget about No, him. I would never. I would never. So, uh, well, let's see where the Cubs can find innings. But, yeah, no, it's, it's the Cardinals' division to win now. And that's, uh, you know – 
getting into the dance and position yourself is is the best way to do it. I mean, look at, you know, the playoffs were funky this year, but the Astros going into this playoffs, they looked awful. And then they got it going, and everyone kind of went tight butthole for a little bit because it was like, holy smokes, (laughs) they look pretty nasty right now. So, um, man, huge for the Cardinals. Rockies, they have to trade everyone. I tweeted it out. I mean, Story has one more year left on his contract. $18.5 $18.5 million. He's a free agent after this season. There, The rumors now are the Rockies are trying to extend him. Story, why don't get out of there? Like, you're that would be like, you know, you're about to get paroled from jail and they're like, you want to stay a little longer? That's a knocking the Rockies to prison. <laughs> that, that was the first thing that came right. Sorry to all our prisoners listening. That's a bad comparison. Yeah, that was rude. Getting paid $18 million to play baseball is not prison. But if he's close to getting away, I would not send an extension that you're just going to get traded anywhere somewhere soon anyway. I would. Well, hey, if he's going to get the ba- go get the bag and then be like, hey, trade me. Okay. Yeah, Jim, it's you more got- insulting for the Rockies to act like they're trying to win this year than to clean house and go get a ton of return and prospects. Like the they're- Dodgers and the Padres, you're not competing with them. You just traded the best player on your team away. Trade story. Trade your pitchers. Gray and Givens only have one year left. I'm sure there's teams out there that would love a package deal on those guys and give them a shot to pitch outside of Colorado. There's some other people too, like Desmond's got a year left. Blackman has kind of got a lot of money. I think he's actually player options. So Blackman's got one year left, 21 mil. I hope they're shopping everyone. We – this is turning from positive for the Cardinals into nightmare scenario. If you're a Rockies fan, I mean, this guy, uh, British is basically, we could talk about the feud with Arenado that basically led to this, but here's, here's what you got really got to think about. Now he's talking about extending Trevor story. They're not going to extend Trevor story. Okay. They don't want to do that. They want to trade him, but every team knows that now. So his value, you know, clearly he's still going to be valuable but your leverage is gone. If you wanted to trade Trevor Story and you knew this was this was going to happen, you you trade Trevor Story first because you not Arenado's value is already in. You didn't get anything for Arenado, so it's not like you're like holding Arenado's value up by by uh, keeping Story. Like you should have traded Trevor Story first, then you can trade Arenado because now people know you want to get rid of Story. They know there's no chance you're going to sign to extension one year before the CBA is up. Post pandemic, it's just not going to happen. So they not only did they give away Arenado last night, now they've lost leverage with Story. It's just a complete mess. And this is what we kind of talked about before the show. The Ivy League bros coming in and just looking straight at numbers, not realizing the value of a franchise player like Arenado and getting butting heads with not only him, but saying ridiculous things about the media. I tweeted out last night. Uh, there's a quote by him that says 99% of them, they've never even led anything in their lives. And he was talking about the media and how he's above criticism. Like, you don't say stuff like that, dude. Like, I don't understand this guy's, his demeanor, his actions, they're just so arrogant. And now, look, I mean, where do you go from here if you're him? You've lost all, your fan base has lost all faith in you. He 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 right. he ran a fun franchise into the ground, and there, uh, it's going to be interesting to see if they fight back. I mean, when when we let fans in everywhere, and what it looks like, 
Uh, Jim, I know you're a numbers guy. Uh, ratings, attendance is the original ratings, and the Rockies always do really well in attendance. It's a beautiful stadium. It's a beautiful atmosphere. Um, I, I think the people need to fight back. They've been bat- mad at ownership. They've been, now they're mad at the GM, um, and they they have the right to be. So, yeah, I think uh, the other side of that, Trev, I don't fully agree with the Arenado trade story first thing. I, I think either way it's out there. Um the landing spots for Trevor Story aren't a ton. I was going through the competitive teams and like who would fit him in for one year. There's not a ton. Like it almost like comes back to <laughs> the Dodgers almost and if they'd slide Seeger over or something. Uh but yeah, I think the Rockies are going to try to make him the face of the franchise and say, "Hey, you could be Nolan now." Like no, you know, Trevor Story doesn't get a lot of love. I think they're going to throw the bag at him and Jim. I think uh, what I reference it as is the George Hill. George Hill's an NBA player, uh, you know, good role guy. Blah blah blah. He, uh, you know, he should have been a fit on a contender. Like, he should have gone to a contender, been the sixth man, taken average contract. The Cavaliers, they stunk. They paid him a big bag of money, and everyone was like, oh, like, that's, okay, George Hill, whatever. Uh, and then George Hill demanded a trade, like, 18 games in. He's like, we stink. So, if you're Trevor Story, go get the biggest bag. Tell him, I, I don't want to be treated like that. And he can also, you know, life's about limiting risk sometimes. Uh, if Trevor Story were to have a bad year this year or get hurt, and he enters free agency. We've been talking about how that year entering free agency tra- changes your whole outlook. Look at Marcus Simeon. Look at everything we did with him. If Trevor Story gets hurt or has a bad year and this is his free agent year, and then he's going up against Seeger, Lindor, whichever one of these other shortstops make it, you could find yourself in a tight spot where you have to go for the one-year make good. He could get the bag thrown at him right now, and if he signs, I don't fault him. I would just tell the Rockies don't Rockies fans, don't fall for that fan service. Don't say we've got a face, because you're right. There's, there is no world where they are competitive in the NL West for the next three years. There's no way they're going to start. Would you rather Trevor Story dude. for $18 million? Trevor Story, one year $18 million, or Marcus Simeon, one year $18 million? Oh, it's Story, and it's not even close. So if the, do you think if the Blue Jays knew they could go grab him, they they would have inquired? Uh, do you think they're like, shit, we just paid Simeon 18 mil. We could have traded for Story for 18 mil? Do you think there's teams out there? Like when that infield sweep just happened with uh, Simmons and Simeon and all these guys, do you think all the some GMs are like, wait, hold up. We didn't know that guy was available. Yeah, I agree, especially because they know, like I said, there's the leverage is gone. Like there's he's not going to. Uh, cost a bunch of prospect capital um so yeah one year great then you get a chance and if if you're an actual franchise that's trying to win then you get the first crack at you know trying to extend him because he's obviously worth an extension i just there's just no way the rockies are going to do it why would they do that now yeah and i don't even get it like they wouldn't if if they were to extend him they would have to make sure it's a reasonable extension that when they eventually do trade him because he's probably going to want to know trade clause. So then story is going to have saying where he lands, then they, they are going to have to make it a, a reasonable cost. So when they do trade him, they can actually get a return instead of just getting money off the book. So I, it makes no sense to me for the Rockies to try and extend him. I think the only reason Jake is because it would be fan service, like you're saying, which I mean, that's transparent as it gets, that's a bunch of bullshit. So, I mean, someone go trade for story and, 
Who who did you land on, Jake? What teams do you think are options? Guys, this is the part that's kind of insane and it's going to blow your mind. For one year of Trevor Story right now, there's not a ton of landing spots. I mean, maybe the Phillies could get in the mix if they really wanted, but we just mentioned all those shortstop teams that have kind of gone. The two teams that are supposedly left looking for shortstops are the Phillies and the Reds. Didi Gregorius is still in free agency, and we're thinking he's going to sign with one of those two teams. But, man, if you go around the league, it's already done because we've only got so many teams competing this year. There's no room on the Yankees. There's no room on the Mets. There's no room on... Uh, the Braves, there's no run, you know, they're not going to slide Dansby or Trevor Story over. Like, if you start going through all the competitive teams, the only landing spots right now are, the, like, the Dodgers and Philadelphia if if they put the right trade package together. If they trade Trevor Story to the Dodgers, Rockies fans will be jumping off buildings, and I kind of just stumbled in the Phillies thing, and it's a lot of fun, but we also like Didi, so I'm in an interesting spot on it. Well, I wonder if Didi's agents are like, oh, no, yeah. we should have signed when all that sweep was going, all these infielders are signing, because now we're competing with Trevor Story, potentially. What about the Brewers? Where are they at in all this? You know, I, I, they're not not trying, but they're not trying. Like, I think he's a fit there. He would crush in Milwaukee. I don't know what the financial situation is there necessarily, but I think a lot of teams would love to happen. They try to make room for a guy like that. You know, you you, you would move some people over. Well, to, to, like to you know, a divisional battle that would be fun. I don't know. I don't know their situation though. Yeah, I mean it. Uh, on paper, it's awesome. I I think the Brewers are a smart franchise. That if they did that, they'd want to have like basically an agreement in place that Story's going to say. Unless I I mean if it's yeah, they did it was DC man. Yeah, they brought him over. If if it's minimal prospects for the one year, you could see it pair him up with Yelich, and that's the lefty righty dream. And you just locked up your shortstop position. Arcia's been there for a few years, not really doing it. That would make the NL Central a little more fun. I mean, I would love, uh, you know, go to the Brewers, lock them up for seven years, and him and Yelly, like, hey, you guys are I about do. to own Milwaukee for the next next seven years. Have a blast. Guys, the Trevor Story numbers, um, once you get into them, I mean, they're gross. He's awesome offensively and defensively. And I think maybe there's some people out here that are listening and saying, you know, screaming course field, course field, course field. I hope Arenado and when Story leaves and DJ LeMayhew keeps doing it, that they keep bucking the Coors Field thing, uh, the the Coors Field effect. We'll see. I mean, Arenado a converted. You're a converted Coors Field effect, so you can be the leader of, of future converts. Hand to God, I hope they help get Todd Helton into the Hall of Fame. Uh, I I was against it. I was, you know, if you're a ball player, you're a ball player. Figure it out. Figure it out how to go hit on the road. Go check out all the Rockies numbers during time. Go listen to Rockies hitters talk about when they go from home stands to road stands. And, Trev, I also think it starts looping into confidence. Like, every time you go on the road, you're like, oh, boy, uh, you know, about to go into a slump. <laughs> like, that's that's the worst feeling in baseball. So, I uh, I don't know, and pe- I, I saw some of the smart people were tweeting out numbers, and they were like, yeah, Nolan Arenado on the road with the Coors effect over a 162 season is still like a 35 home run hitter. So I'm 
I'm expecting his numbers to be near it. I do think he gets some cores boost sometimes in the good years. Your batting average ends up being crazy high or whatever it is. A couple other balls sneak out. He is going to rake. He's third baseman, special defensive third baseman. They age pretty well. You just need that first step. Um, and, you know, this also follows Scott Rowland finished up his career with, with St. Louis, and the people are going to be referencing that a lot. Bad Rockies, good Cardinals. Bad Rockies, good Cardinals. I got to go to a farmer's market. So, Trev, any last words? Um, now you got me looking at the home road splits, and I'm a little bit, you know, I'm, I'm into it. So uh, for anyone that's not familiar, everyone always talks about the Coors Field effect and how it boosts home numbers, and that was like the first thought. Like, well, you just hit better when you're at Coors Field. And what they're saying is it may boost home numbers a lot, but it tanks your away numbers because you go home and balls aren't breaking and you're not used to it. And when you go on the road, all of a sudden, like, you know, the donut gets put back on the bat and you're just training wrong. So they're like, they both go opposite directions. So when the guy leaves cores, they both come back middle and there's a lot of effect on that. So it's more that the road gets harder when your home field is course field, then home field is easier. Stories, stories, uh, splits are a little bit more 994 OPS at home, 760 on the road. Uh, and his BABIP is actually pretty similar. And both Arenado's, um, are not as severe, the splits aren't as severe. And but his BABIP is 322 at home, and I would assume that's right around league average, right around there, but only 274 on the road. So I think that has a, something to do with it, but um. These guys are both special players because they do it on both sides of the ball. It's a tough day to be a Rockies fan. Cardinals, you guys have to be... I mean, Jack is so happy. Everybody should be happy if you're a Cardinals fan. You just won the NL Central. Yeah. All right, BBD, cue the music. I'm going to go buy a pig's ear and some soup. Farmer's Market!